And we are back, episode 31, Devils on the Rush. A little bit different tone this week, uh, a little bit different results. Uh, Alex, how are you feeling? I'm fine, honestly. Um, you know, I did thought um, they kind of like just met their match at this point. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes are just a lot more structured and disciplined than the Rangers, and that's caused them some problems. Um, I think we'll get into it in a little bit too, but the goaltending has not helped matters in this series, especially when Vanacek has played. So, um, but yeah, I mean, mood wise, I'm fine. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know if it makes sense to go into each individual game. I think uh, we can just assess all three losses in the same fashion because they were all like essentially identical games yeah yeah uh and then maybe we can touch lightly on the win because it was somewhat of a bright spot but there was definitely some shadows of darkness in the goaltending and the three shorthanded goals so you know we can talk how there was a decision made to start a certain player in game five uh no four um and uh yeah i don't know lack of confidence in the team not sure yeah i mean there's a lot of things um yeah i was listening to 32 thoughts earlier this afternoon and elliot Friedman was talking about how he when he was watching lindy ruff's press conference after game four that it was the first time he kind of saw lindy ruff like just not have any confidence in his press conference like it this could be it kind of like maybe Lindy knows this could be it. Like they've met their match kind of thing. He wasn't really like that against the Rangers, which I agree with. He, anytime they lost to the Rangers, you kind of like, you could tell he still believed that the team had a chance to win last night after that game. He was just kind of like, that was one of the worst games we played this season. Our puck management was sloppy. Um, you know, pe- he said like players were going rogue. They weren't following what they were supposed to do. Um, you kind of hadn't really heard him speak about the team like that um, at any point this postseason. Last night was definitely the first time he did. Yeah, it was. It was definitely a different Lindy, a little bit more punchy. Um, but I guess rightfully so. I mean, you just got bulldozed in your own barn six one, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I was there. It was a weird atmosphere. Um, I, I refuse. I refuse to boo because I'm not going to boo a team that, you know, broke the single season record for wins and points. Um, but it was definitely tough to swallow. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it got off to a pretty good start. Like they were pretty good for the yeah, first. Yeah, got the first goal. Game. I was like, yo, every every win this series has come with the first goal. So I was like, we're off to a great start. Uh, there's your stat of the week for my. Um, <laughs> getting stat attack out of the way early. Yeah, real quick because I didn't. I was. I'm just so dejected after yesterday's performance <laughs> and driving home after the game. After that, just oh, it was disgusting. I mean, second period, you just wanted to vomit. It I mean, a lot of fans lifeless. Just, yeah, a lot of fans left after the second period, and I don't think you could blame them. I mean, it was. Yeah. I don't blame them whatsoever. There was no energy on the ice. None. I think the. I guess we could get into the goaltending a little bit too. I think the Vanacek performance kind of helped take the life out of that team, the team a little bit because he should have probably stopped like two or three of those goals he gave up. Um, he just I wasn't mean, good enough. And yeah, I mean, I didn't even i I didn't want to watch replays, but like the sixth one, I mean, the fifth one was atrocious, right? Yeah, that was the Brent Burns one, right? Like that the was the five the hole. Yeah. yeah, like that was bad. That was the worst one for sure. Um, I just like we saw it in game four. Like he wasn't good. The reason they won that game is because they gave they scored eight goals, and like we knew they weren't going to score eight goals, even maybe like four goals again in the uh, game against Carolina. It's like you knew you were going to need to get saves in this game, and they didn't get that from Vanacek. Well, um, I mean, I mean, how about how about this? Regardless, like, listen, I'm, we're already going to slam the decision to start him, right? Yeah. Put that aside. How about the in-game management of him then? Because, I mean, you could argue after the third one, let's, pu- let's, yeah. let's pull him. I would have like this is a do or die game here. Like, we're not waiting around for four or five anymore. Like, yeah. we got to make the change. 
Yeah, I would have yanked him after the third goal, too. It was kind of apparent at that point that this could get downhill pretty quickly. And Ryan, I think it was Ryan Novozinski, you know, friend of the podcast, who asked Ruff after the, the um, after the game, like, why did you wait until the fifth goal to bench him? Uh, I guess Ruff kind of, I think, took exception to that because he's like, he, he asked a question back to Novo. And he's like, why would you want him benched? And Maybe it was just the way Novo kind of like worded the question a little bit, but like you, he, it was a legit question. Like, why did you wait until the fifth goal to make the switch? Um, I don't like, I don't know. Like it was four one when it went four one, it was already done. So like, why is he still in the game at that point? I know the team wasn't playing well, but like, that's also a reason why you would want to make the change because the team isn't playing well. And I, but it was too late at that point. Like you should have made the change when it was three one, and it was still a two goal game. A two goal game, you could still get back into it. And once it was four one, it was over. And then I don't know why he was still in the game at that point. Um, it, now his, I mean, if you saw him after the game, I felt terrible for Vanacek because he looked completely dejected. Um, his confidence is completely shot at this point. Like, uh, he, obviously, he's not going to start game five, and we'll get into that that in a little bit. Um, but, like, I don't think he sees the ice again for the postseason for however long it lasts, whether it's one game, two games, three games. I even think you have to go to Mackenzie Blackwood as the backup to Akira Schmidt now because you can't. His confidence is yeah, shot. You just, that's like for Vanacek, you should just let his offseason get, you know, started here and let him kind of, you know, get his mind back together. Because, like, he had a really. Are you good even record. saying if Blackwood and Schmid go down, you go to Nico Dawes? I mean, yeah, you have him there. He's with the team as a black ace now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think you can even dress him at this point. Like he's got an eight twenty save percentage, I think, or something like that. I forget what I put in the my takeaways post of this game, but it's somewhere around there after his that performance last night. He's given up. Uh, I don't want to give away my stat attack here, so I guess I'll save the rest of it for later. But, um. Yeah, he's not playing well. He never looked good once in the playoffs. I think he's there's a little bit of a mental thing there going on too, because like it was an issue with him in Washington last year when he played against Florida, and they went to Samsonov at that time because Vanacek was struggling in that. Then um, I think he just kind of has like the playoff yips because he's a completely different goaltender in the playoffs. Like he had a really good regular season. He had a nine insane. Yeah, he had a nine eleven save percentage. You know, the league average this year was like 899, so he was well above league average in, in the playoffs. But we saw some of this down the stretch, though. We we did see some of this poor goaltending I mean, down the this stretch. Bad. This was well, no, 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 not this bad. But I mean, like, yeah, you know. I think he ran out of gas a little bit too. He played what 52 games this year for the Devils, somewhere around there, which is the most he's done in a regular season to this point. So, could be a little bit of fatigue that was setting in, but um. Yeah, I mean, I think the it looks from the looks of it like Carolina had the book on him too. It looked like they were going high a lot of the time because they know he's a smaller goaltender. He's only like six one, six two, one hundred ninety pounds. He's not like a Kira Schmid who takes up a lot of the net. Um, so I think they kind of had the book on him a little bit too. Uh, probably a good pre scout on their part when looking at the Rangers series from the first two games. Then, um, so yeah, I, I mean, he obviously wasn't like completely at fault for that loss because the team in front of him played like garbage. Like that was. Let, yeah, let's get into the team. Mike, let, let's just break this down. What what are we seeing from the defense that's concerning? Um, From the defense? Well, I mean, yesterday they couldn't move the puck. Like, Luke was making some bad decisions. It wasn't like his debut in Game 3. He was making some bad decisions with the puck. I mean, every, this, this varies from arena to arena. Um, like, the giveaway stats are not the same in every other... Uh, uh, they're not the same. Like Depends who's scoring the game. Yeah, and... You know, 26 giveaways for the Devils is believable watching that game. I could even be more, honestly. Um, you know, I think Christy Flannery tweeted uh, earlier this afternoon that Severson was the only defenseman who didn't have a giveaway last night, which makes sense because he's been their most consistent defenseman in this playoffs. Um, they couldn't move the puck. They were making bad decisions with it. Um, in the neutral zone, Carolina was basically... I mean, they don't play a trap, per se, but they, they shut it down in the neutral zone. Uh, especially once they get a lead, um, it's good luck trying to make a comeback against them. That's just the way they play. Um, so once it got to like three one, and at that point it was already going downhill. Carolina just kind of like locked it down, and 
you know, I didn't even really think like Carolina played like super crazy good in the second period. Um, they had only like 0.8 expected goals at five on five and they scored five goals at that game state, which is terrible. So that's a little bit on your goaltending too. Um, so it was just like a bad night of everything with the Devils. It was the team after the first 10 minutes of the first period, just playing probably their worst game of the season. And then Vanacek didn't help cause um, like, you know, if Akira Schmid plays that game and say he stops what's expected of him, that's a 2-1 game, you know, going into the third period, maybe. Um, and, like, you know, you're not playing well at that point, but maybe you get a lucky bounce and you tie it. And, you know, that's how things go in the playoffs sometimes. Uh, but that wasn't going to happen yesterday. And that's why Ruff deserves criticism for deciding to start Vanacek that game, too, because we saw it in game four, like, when fans and pundits like see it alike, like that the Schmid should start. I think Spin Checklitz was also saying they should go back to Kira Schmid or Bizanet at least was saying it. Um, there was other people. I think Steve Politi was saying too for the Star Ledger that they should go back to Schmid for Game Four. Uh, was that yeah Game Four last night? So like everyone saw it. Like Vanacek didn't play well in that loss. He gave up like uh, that win. Excuse me. He gave up like almost a goal and a half above expected. I think it was a little less than that, like one point three nine or something like that. Um, I think that's another criticism of Ruff too. That like sometimes he even in a win he sticks he he's he doesn't make changes um, and that kind of bit them. Yes, he's very predictable, right? Yeah. With the win, he just goes with it. it with the loss, yeah, he just throws like, it in a blender. Yeah, it's like a confirmation bias kind of thing. Like oh, we went eleven seven and started Vanacek in that eight four win, so I'm not going to change a thing. I'm going with the same exact lineup and with Vanacek in that and. You know, it was Rod, very naive. Yeah, right. Rod Brindamore is a really, really good coach. You could probably argue he's the best coach, one of the best coaches in the NHL, and he made the proper adjustments yesterday to counter what the Devils adjusted to in Game 3. It's not like the rough was going against Gerard Gallant, who's kind of a stubborn head coach, and that's why he's not the head coach of the Rangers anymore. Um, so, you know, uh, they got to adjust again here for Game 5. It'll be tougher now because... Brindamore really uses last change to his advantage in Carolina. So you're going to see Jordan Stahl out against Jack Hughes like every time. So you you got to have to figure out how to get that going. Uh, well, I guess we could talk about that towards the end of the episode like we usually do. But uh, yeah, I mean, game four was like a complete disaster on every aspect of the game. I, someone mentioned it to me too. It's like I couldn't even name a player who played well like in game four. Um, yeah, there was no one that played well. Uh, it's just like it was a whole it was a team team loss for sure it wasn't just solely on Vanacek playing poorly no I don't I don't think so um there was just no life right you could just sense it and it and it really sucked the life out of the building too oh yeah you could hear a pin drop even on TV like it was it was 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 kind of it sucked right like I I wanted to get up and cheer but like it wasn't really much to cheer for yeah and you and you want to try and pick up the team but they had nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And, and then, like, you know, one point it's 2 1. The next point it's, you know, 5 1. Yeah. What it was, was it, like, in like a six minute span or something like that? This I mean, it was just, it was like, like just, right. just getting punch after punch after punch in the gut. And it just, and there was no response. None. It's like Ducky said that after the game. I think, I don't know who asked him in the press game, but like, uh, Someone asked him about, like, I think just their losses this postseason all being blowouts for the most part. And Dougie was like, you know, one, we get one or two goals against, and it just kind of like snowballs from there, which, I mean, you can't really argue with that. So um, I think that was like the perfect way to sum up the game yesterday, at least. And really, the three losses in this series, they were all kind of like the same thing. They just uh, snowballed. Uh, I think the difference in the first two losses of the series is that Akira Schmid was like, fine he just he wasn't great but like he was okay and in this case Vanacek was really I mean he's been one of the worst not good yeah he's been one of the worst goalies in the postseason which I'm going to get into in stat attack a little bit and I don't want to pile on him when he's down because I love him and I he seems like a great teammate and I think he's going to be really important for this team next season um but yeah he hasn't he hasn't gotten the job done this postseason yeah, now let's hop in maybe to the forward group. Um, yeah. I mean, you're, you're seeing some life from like a Michael McLeod, like some life, yeah, little life, good. little life. I mean, even Miles Wood, who I've not even been a huge fan of this season, like has shown spurts of something, 
yeah, I mean that fourth line was given some good shifts in the beginning of the game yesterday. That there was like I think it was just before Jack scored, they came out on the ice and they got like a good, a pretty good sustained uh, shift in the off in the Hurricanes end, and then Jack I think scored on the like the following shift or something like that. So like yeah. they've been giving some energy and stuff, but yeah, you know, when when you go down like three one four one, you can't really put them out out on the ice that much you have to put your top scores out there and you know i think that's what we're going to get into here yeah um it yeah I, brat what 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 are you feeling there i, I mean, mean there's a lot well, of debate online about that yeah i mean i don't think he's been as bad as some people are making it out to like making some people are making him sound like he's like i don't know like milan lucic like you know 35 year old milan lucic like he's not yeah he's not that bad but um that's not fair yeah he got uh lindy got asked about it today they had media even though they didn't skate and someone asked him about brad's postseason struggles because the only goal he has this postseason is that empty netter in game seven of the rangers series and ruff said that he's not getting inside enough which I, I mean, if you look at the stats that are publicly available, he's I think like second or third on the team in high danger chances. So that's not exactly true. Um, maybe it has a little bit of truth to it, but I mean, he's he's gotten some chances. He's just not he has, but he's kind of like lost his scoring touch a little bit. And like, listen, I know we can look to the advanced analytics, and he's generating chances, but like at some point, like. If you want the big bucks, you gotta you gotta pot the big chances. Yeah, I think he's definitely lost himself money this postseason. Um, and it's not just the postseason; he kind of like the last like month or two of the regular season tailed off a little bit, right? Yeah, I think he's cost him some self some money. Um, and you know, I don't know what he's looking for. I mean, I think you still have a if he's looking for eight million dollars a year, I think he still has like a, a case for, to argue for that. Um, because you have to look at what he's done in the regular season the last two years and. And he potted 32 goals this this season and had 41 assists. And he had back-to-back 70-plus point seasons. So, like, $8 million is not, like, ridiculous. Um, if they go eight years, of course. If it's, you know, a little less than that, then you fix the money around. But, like, if he's looking for, like, $9 million a year or something like that. Hit the road, in, Jack. Have, have fun in Seattle or something like that. I, I'm just throwing out a team that I think would be interested in him. But, um, yeah, he's cost himself money and... You know, it, it makes you wonder now too. Like, is an eight-year deal really the best thing for both sides at this point? Like, I'm not saying bridge him to a two-year deal because that just walks him to free agency. Um, but like, something like a five or six-year deal is that the best path here, where you pay him like about seven million a year or something like that? Because um, I definitely don't think he's he hasn't performed in the playoffs. Like, you have to score goals um, at some point. He had a great game three um, when they won eight four here against. Um, and he was great in game three, actually, of the Ranger series, too, when he set up Dougie for the game winner. He had a great game then. But, yeah, otherwise, he's been kind of invisible. And, you know, it's not just him. Um, you know, Timo Myers had his chances, but he's only got two points in the playoffs. Um, Nico Heischer only has one goal. That was the goal in game three. I think I'm, I'm right about that, right? But he's Nico's yeah. been great. I mean, he should Yeah, I think, I think the other the last two players you mentioned – you know, have other things that they bring to the table. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I mean, I mean, Timo's physicality alone. Um, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not in Shesterkin's head in the last series just by doing that. Exactly. So uh, that that's worth the price of admission almost. We'll see what he gets because, I mean, I feel like maybe he's losing. I, I don't know. Honestly, he's probably proving his worth with his physicality. Yeah. Maybe just a little snake bitten on yeah, the. I still think Myers going to get like eight and a half million a year or something around there when they resign him. I don't even really think they're going to have too much of an issue resigning him too. I think that's going to be the simpler one. Yeah, I think he likes base. it here. Yeah, he's got all his Swiss buddies on the team too, so like I think it's going to be pretty easy to resign him. I'm not really anticipating much issue there. I think uh, I don't. I don't even really know if I anticipate too much issue with Brad. Um, we'll see as the summer goes along here. I mean. Their season's still alive. You know, they still got one game yet, so I don't want to get into, like, off-season stuff too much at this point. But, um, you know, we'll see. I think Brad's definitely cost himself money this postseason. You know, right or wrong, I you know, at the end of the day, you have to produce goals. And uh, he's only got one, and it was an empty netter. Um, so it could make for another interesting negotiation with his camp because we know the previous negotiations haven't been, you know, the easiest to begin with. And now... He's one year away from unrestricted free agency. So, like, if you're going to sign him, 
long term, it has to get done this summer. So uh, definitely going to be interesting to see what happens with him and Tom Fitzgerald uh, this summer. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds like, you know, they were still negotiating into the season, right? Weren't there, yeah. there was some rumblings and reports about that. Yeah, I remember after the trade deadline, I think Tom Fitzgerald went on NHL Network and said he was, um, you know, act like trying to negotiate a new deal with a new deal with Brad's camp as the, they were speaking at that time. So obviously nothing came of that, but um, you know, the, we'll see what happens. I I just think they've um, they've I don't like it's tough to say with Brad. Like he, I see the value in him as being the team's best winger, but like playoff performance matters. But it was also his, like his first playoff performance because you know he didn't play in 2018 he only got in one game and so like it's really like this is really his first taste of the playoffs um so we'll see what happens there but i think they're both i think brat and meyer both gonna be devils next season i think that gets something done with each guy i'm just not sure what brat's contract is gonna look like and that's i haven't written for an infernal access in a month but that's what i'm planning on writing about for this weekend is what brat's because i wrote about this for the hockey writers around the trade deadline, but I think it's changed with how things have kind of gone the last couple of months. So like, we'll see what happens. Um, so I don't want to give it too much of a way cause I'm writing oh, about it. But, uh, nice yeah, little, that's going to be the weekend post for Inferno. So tease there. Yeah. <laughs> um, any, anything else you want to touch on? I mean, it's been just a pure bulldozing if I'm being honest. I'm, yeah. I feel like quite sad. Yeah, I can tell by your tone that you're you're quite depressed. Um, yeah, I mean the three losses were basically all the same. They got their shit kicked in in all three of the losses against Carolina. Um, you know, it's funny because like people are comparing them to the losses against the Rangers, and I think there's a pretty big difference between the losses in the Rangers and the Hurricanes. And, you know, the first two losses in the Rangers series, um, that was them just getting killed on the power play, but like. There was signs at five on five, but like, hey, I think they can get back into this, and I think that's why Ruff saw it too back in the the first round. Like, we're not out of this; like, we can definitely get back in it. I think that's why when Elliot Friedman was saying on Thirty Two Thoughts today, and he saw Ruff talk after the game four loss against Carolina, that it was the first time he looked at Lindy and thought to him, like, you know, maybe he thinks this is it for the Devils. Um, and I kind of, you know, I could understand why, and because in the three losses this series, they've gotten kill that pretty much every game state um it's not like in the rangers series where they were just killing them on the power play and chester and was playing out of his mind the hurricanes are just like flat out playing them right here yeah um and, and i think the other thing is just like they they the one punching out thing is really disturbing um and and that's i think that's the biggest takeaway is that that like they take one punch, they're out. They can't even come back in a game. Nothing. Yeah. No juice, no effort. Which is, you know, kind of like, I guess weird is one way to describe it because just of the way the team was this season. Like they Right? Were they like, had the come most comebacks game. ever. Or, some, I mean, or they, they just, led the league in comebacks, right? They just did against the Rangers, too. Like, they were down yeah. two in that series, and then they won three in a row. And then, you know, they had a bad game six at Madison Square Garden, and then they come back and just – completely run the Rangers out of Madison Square Garden or Prudential Center in game seven. Um, so Carolina is definitely a different animal than the Rangers. They are a different animal, but you, you would expect not just routes. Maybe you lose, but and not routes. The thing is, too, is like they played Carolina pretty well during the regular season, so it was kind of hard to see them losing in this kind of uh, – in this way. Um, like, they, the, the, again, the tilts against Carolina in the regular season kind of went either way. Um so credits Rod Brindamore there for just I guess you know maybe making some adjustments from their regular season matchups and he's clearly adjusted really well here in the playoffs because a little different now there's no Andre Sveshnikov there's no Tavo Teravainen and obviously Pacioretty basically missed the whole season uh, and there's still I mean Jordan Martin who has ten points this series which is nuts and he had like one in their first round matchup against the Islanders so um, and and he scored that six goal right that was. He had the six um, one yesterday yeah, over Schmid's glove. Yeah, it could have been. I think. Yeah, that was him. It was a ridiculous. That was a shot. snipe. Yeah, yeah. It was far down. So, um, yeah. I mean, they got players stepping up in these, uh, you know, in the absences of Sveshnikov and Teravine, and they deserve credit for that for sure. Yeah. Just, I still think the Devils could win Game Five, and then if you get a yeah. potential center, like 
It was like um, you they know, bet. I mean, you, you expect them to come out with their best punch. I mean, we'll get into this later, but yeah. you, you expect them to come out with their best punch. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they've done it all season long. Uh, like when they play a bad game, you know, they play a bad game in game two in the series, and they come out and they score eight goals in game three. Um, so I think they'll be prepared. I don't think they're gonna go down without a fight in this series. I think they'll make game five pretty competitive. Yeah, you would hope. I mean, and you're gonna rely on the veterans again, but you know. The stars, the yeah. I mean, you the, you, listen. You're, if you're going to kill Toronto's stars for not showing up, you know, you you, you got to give some slack. You got to give some flack to the stars, maybe outside of Jack. Yeah, um, I mean, it's for not showing for Toronto. up. For, it's a little different for Toronto because it's like the fourth year in a row <laughs> their stars don't show up. Uh, it's just like this is year zero for the Devils. But yeah, I agree with you. They definitely. Yeah, sure. I mean. Enough. Like Jack has been pretty good most of the playoffs. This is this is more than like losing and like okay, but like and taking your chops. But this this is this is you know borderline embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, goaltending definitely hasn't helped this series. But yeah, that was game four. Was just that was bad. It was the team half. It was the whole team deserves blame. Sure, you can give up goals, but like you can also dominate play on the other side of the puck too, right? Like yeah. you can also generate some offense. No offense was generated. That's what I was saying, like before yeah. with the Rangers series. Like at five on five in those first two game, uh, the the first two losses against the Rangers at Prudential Center, like they played pretty well at five on five. So that's why you're thinking to yourself, like, okay, you know, they could still get back into the series. Like right now, I'm not really seeing it with Carolina. Yeah. <sighs> it was a long yeah. drive home last night. Yeah, I can imagine that must home. have been a rough one. <laughs> it was a long drive home last night. Yeah. Did you stay the whole game? Uh, I left a little early. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. I mean, it was pretty empty by the end of the, like even the middle of the third period. I have, I have a two hour drive home. So yeah, no, to, that's why I figured. Yeah. To, 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 re- to redacted location. Um, but yeah. What yeah. Do you do? Yeah. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> but I refused to boo. No. Yeah. I, um, I didn't like the booing either. Like I understand in that moment you're frustrated and like, that you were expecting a better performance than that to, to try to tie the series, especially with the way the Rangers. Uh, but this team's giving you so much this season. Yeah, team's well, giving you so much. You know, if they do come back to Prudentials for Game Six and they lose that game, like they're going to get a standing ovation from the the fans after that. If they lose a Game Six at Prudential Center, like the fans will be appreciative there because I think they will understand perspective. Like this was a really ridiculously good season and it's just the start of well at least what but should that's, be the start you gotta of. win game five for that which sucks yeah, they could i'm not putting it past them it's like you know Cole's no game. i know but it just like in yeah, retrospect like now. Yeah. yeah but like the treatment they got in game four from the fans like is that going to be the last interaction this season between the devils and the fans yeah like that would, that would stink yeah right yeah so <sighs> All right, um, we got to take a quick break, uh, and then we'll get into our favorite segments. All right, it's time for Stat Attack. Alex, what do you got for us? Yeah, so I kind of hinted at it earlier in the episode, but I'm um, going with, uh, unfortunately for VTech, I got to put him in Stat Attack here, and not in a good way. Um, he's, it depends on what website you look at, but in money puck, he's, I think ranked 28th in goal save above expected in the playoffs at like 7.99 or somewhere around there. Unnatural stat trick. He's at, um, point, uh, minus 8.33. And I'm pretty sure his like high danger save percentage there is like in the fifties or something like that. It's pretty bad. Um, yeah, it just, unfortunately he hasn't gotten the job done this playoffs and, uh, yeah, I don't think you can trot him back out there at this point. Like, if you got to go, Akira Schmid has to start game five. I he looks like a shattered human. Yeah, yeah, he's def- his confidence is definitely gone at this point. Uh, so that's what you have to go to. I wouldn't just don't overthink it. You have to go back to Akira Schmid for game five with Mackenzie Blackwood backing him up. I think you get Blackwood in, uh, you know, the morning skate, take some shots. And then put him in uh, as the backup to Schmid. I, if you put Vanacek out there at this point, I think you're just going to make whatever he's going through even worse. Um, so don't do that to him. Um, but because yeah, he's been I mean, he's been one of the the worst goalies in the playoffs this season. So uh, you don't want to 
you don't want to make a, a bad situation worse going into the offseason by playing him in spots he shouldn't be playing in at this point. You got to kind of manage that a little bit here for the if it's just one more game or two more games, however long their their playoffs go on. You got to keep it like that. Yeah, it's um, it's just it's very disappointing, right? Because you know you want you you wanted to believe he got you to this point, like you want to have loyalty. At the same time, it's just like. He's yeah. just not cutting it. Just not cutting yeah. it. Right? You know, he's yeah. such a lovable character, to your point. The hibachi stuff, his interviews, everything. Um, but it's playoffs, man, and you either got it or you don't. Yeah. And listen, like, look, look at Jake Ochen. You know, yeah, Jake. he struggled against Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, it happens. It's just, it's just, uh, just painful to watch. Yeah. And I agree with that for sure. Um, my stat of the week. I mean, I'm just going to go to the winner meter. I mean, like it was just pure domination. 68.6 to 31.5. That's actually not um, as bad as I thought it would have been. This is for game four? Um, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it, it if was, that, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I thought it would have been way worse than that. It shows how bad the goaltending was, too. That's what well, the, I mean, like the they scored their it, goals yeah. in five minutes and then they just sat back, right? Yeah, they didn't really do anything. So your that. expected goals are definitely. Yeah. They, I mean, when you stop generating chances, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not that surprised. I mean, yeah. like when the Devils were like 91 to 10, you know, that was because they just didn't let their foot off the gas that entire game against the Rangers. Yep, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that that's my stat, you know. Just it, it was pure domination, and to your point, that's not even inclusive of, like, what actually happened on the ice because it was, like, 97 to 3. Yeah, it was bad. So that's that. Um, should we move into Devil's Dungeon? Yeah, um, is uh, there enough room in the Canada. dungeon? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of candidates here. I mean, you could easily throw the whole team in there after game four. Um, but I'm going to go with whoever's made the decision to start Vanacek in game four. And, like, we know Lindy Ruff says it's kind of like a collaborative thing. Like, they, him, Tom Fitzgerald, and Marty Brodeur all talked about making the switch to Akira Schmid in the Rangers series. So, like, was it them, all three of them this time, that said, yeah, let's go back to Vanacek for game four? Or was it just Lindy Ruff kind of saying no i'm gonna do this um so i don't you know i'm not gonna put one person in because i don't really know who made the decision specifically but whoever was um made the decision to start man checking games before i'm throwing them in the dungeon because i think it was an easy mistake that they could have avoided um like it was obvious in game four like great he got the win for you but you scored eight goals um he still didn't play well um i think that was a decision that's you know, could ultimately cost them their season if they don't some you know, put three wins together here against the Hurricanes to pull off a miracle of sorts. Um, so yeah, whoever made the the Vanacek decision for Game Four, they're in the dungeon. Yeah. Um, who do you think made it? I think it was might have been Lindy Ruff's call um, on that. That's kind of my sneaking suspicion because he. Um, but, you know, I don't really know for certain. I feel like if Fitz and Brodeur were in that talk, I feel like they would have made a pretty good argument for going back to Schmid for Game 4, but it's not something we're ever going to know for certain. So, um, tough to say, for sure. Where are you on him right now? On Ruff? Mm-hmm. I think he's back, like, pretty safe to be honest, unless he doesn't want to coach anymore, unless he's like, I've had enough, I want to go into the front office, I think he's for sure back next season. Do you think that means we lose Bruno? Yeah. If someone hires him as a head coach, um, yeah, I don't know what the Rangers don't really like. It's the smoke around the Rangers right now seems to be Mike Babcock. Um, so, um, yeah, so I don't know. If, I don't he's know. Bringing more the old guard. Yeah, I mean, that would be a very Rangers move. Uh, that's the one team where I kind of looked at Like, I thought, hey, Brunette makes sense. I heard then, someone say Mark Messier, too. I was just dying. Well, Friedman said Patrick Watt today, too, because Drury was teammates with him. And, like, he's been coaching in the QMJHL for That's exactly years. what that locker room needs is Patrick Watt. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Friedman, Friedman said. Yeah, because Patrick Paul plays with kids' gloves. Yeah, I mean, he would be the. I think he'd probably be the worst fit for that team, even worse. I mean, it would be fun to watch. 
It would be a yeah. Can you meet with the New York media too? I would. It would be a dumpster fire. Um. So Friedman said he wouldn't be like surprised if jury reached out, at least reached out to Patrick Waugh. Um, he didn't really say if he was a leading candidate or anything, but there's definitely smoke around Mike Babcock at the, the time. So if Burnett's not a candidate there, I could see Calgary. Uh, makes a lot of sense for him. It's a team that probably should be able to win. Uh, they have a good roster that I think just the whole thing with Sutter, it was pretty obvious that it was time to go there. And Brunette seems like a you know someone who'd be a good players coach. I think it'd be a good fit for him. Maybe Columbus too, but it seems like Gallant could be the, the leading candidate there. Um, In Columbus? Really? Yeah, I think he had coached there previously. Um, and the, Mark Scheig, who uh, covers the Blue Jackets for the Hockey Writers, was talking about it on Twitter a couple days ago that uh, he wouldn't be surprised if Gallant uh, was uh, one of the top candidates for that job. So I can see him there. Is his Laviolette? Uh, rumored for the Rangers job at all? Yeah, I think um, Friedman kind of mentioned Laviolette in passing today on Thirty Two Thoughts. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, so yeah, that's. I don't. I don't think the Devils will lose Burnett to the Rangers. It doesn't seem like that at this point. If the Rangers decide to go with a younger coach, it'd probably be their uh, the coach of the Hartford Wolf Pack, Chris Knobloch, who's been really well thought of in NHL circles for a while. Um, so yeah, I think if Ruff, which I'd be rough surprised if like the Devils made the decision to move on from Ruff. I think it would be his call if he doesn't want to coach anymore. Um, and if that case, if he says, no, I'm done coaching, then yeah, Burnett's the coach of the Devils next season. But otherwise, I think he's pretty safe to say he'll be back uh, for a fourth season behind the Devils bench. Okay. Um, that's fair. I'm I mean, honestly good with it. Um, you know, he seems to connect with the players on some level to get him this, to, to, to get him to play this well. Yeah, I mean, like, we can gripe about, like, his personnel decisions, and but, like, when you look at it on the whole, a lot of coaches make personnel decisions we don't like, so you're probably going to get that with anyone, even probably Andrew Burnett. Um, so, um, but when you look at, like, but the, he, the other thing is, is he, he, he knows the pulse of the team way better than us. Like, we, you, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, you know, the has something has to be said to that. So, like, we can be armchair experts, you know, and I enjoy being one. But, um, <laughs> you know, at some point, you know, you have to defer to his, you know, expert opinion. Yeah, of course. And I think Jack really likes him. I think they have a good relationship. I think a lot of the Devils' top players seem to have a pretty good relationship with them. Um, you know, every coach has a shelf life, but I don't think Lindy Ruff's shelf life with the Devils is, you know has come to an end at this point. I think you kind of, you definitely could go for one more season with him and then, you know, you see how next season goes. But um, I'm pretty sure he'll be back next season. And the only way I don't see him back is if he doesn't want to coach anymore. He thinks that's either time to move to the front office or retire or something like that. Yeah, it'd be sad to see Bruno go because I, I do feel like a lot should be attributed to his influence on this team. Yeah. But hopefully I mean, it just stays, right? You just keep it. Maybe you know he could go through the interview process with head coach for head coaching gigs. I, they're not. I don't know off the top of my head. I feel like there's not that many head coaching openings at this moment. Uh, there's Anaheim. The Whoa. Rangers. We'll see what happens in Toronto because that that well, <laughs> that will be open. Uh, yeah, Sheldon Keefe is probably gone there. I think Dubas could be gone too. So, yeah, um, that's why Pittsburgh hasn't hired a GM yet. Yeah, they're waiting for let's see what happens with Dubas there for sure um yeah Burnett could be a good fit for the, the Maple Leafs as a head coach that would uh, that would make sense as well so you know but you never know you could go he could get interviewed by a few teams and not get the gig at the end of the day and he could end up back on the Devils you never know um but um that, and then we give Lindy one back. more year I just feel I just feel like Lindy's Mark Jackson and we're the Warriors we just need that Steve Kerr to come in take us yeah, to the next level like, I don't know if Andrew Burnett's like, I don't know if he's Steve Kerr either, because like the Panthers got bounced, you know, in two rounds last year, and they're on the verge of the yeah, conference Yeah, but that's because they were soft as, you know. Uh, so, I mean, they're not like they have Kachuk this year, but like, yeah, not, but that's a huge upgrade to be yes, honest but they're with not, you. They were like one of the least physical teams in the NHL this season too. So, um, that's fair. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the coaching carousel. It's certainly not like last year when you had like Trotz and Bruce Cassidy and all these guys available. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I think, yeah, to end the discussion on Lindy Ruff, I'm pretty sure he's back next season. Okay, that's fair. Uh, my Devil's Dungeon. Uh, you could, I don't know. You, have, 
Yeah, you, you could just throw the whole team in there if you want. Yeah, I mean, at this point, probably, but it's, yeah, I'm just, like, disappointed in the effort, really. Um, it, it's the they effort. They look gassed. Yeah. It's, um, they've just been really just, mm, nothing there. Lucille's just saying hi. She's very upset as well about yeah, the state of the series. Sounds, sounds upset. Mrs. Fisherman's in mourning as well. <laughs> yeah, I can see she's clearly in mourning. Yeah, that's why she's uh, just digging her head into the garden. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, whole team for me. Simple yeah, as that. That's an easy mm -hmm. one. I don't even think we should bother with three stars this week. Like, is there even like, is there anything for three stars? I would say no, honestly. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't have. This is a reverse of the last pod, right? I guess this yeah. is karma. I guess we got to do it every week yeah. because uh, we were not honest with ourselves last week and completely got bulldozed this week. Yeah, the hockey guys are not kind to us. No, no. But hey, let's see. They've come. Da they've come back from three one down before. Not this team, but the Devils, and that means absolutely nothing to this current team. But it, <laughs> at you as a fan, it gives you hope. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers just did it in, against the best regular season team uh, in NHL history just, you know, a week ago or whatever at this point. So, yeah. yeah I feel like if Nico scores next game, the whole team just going to go. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, you get Timo. They got to score early. I guess we can get into, like, a little bit of a Game 5 preview here. Like, Yeah. yeah just can't, don't – forget what happened. Forget what happened. Yeah, yeah. You watch the tape, and you know with rough, you go, you do your video sessions now, and then after that, you burn the tape when you're done with video sessions, pointing out what's wrong. You just forget about what happened in game four, and you know maybe now they play a little looser because like you, you kind of really don't. I don't want to say you have nothing to lose, but you kind of do have nothing to lose down three one. Like you just go out there and just do whatever. Obviously, play smart. You don't want to do stupid stuff like you were doing in game four. Um, but maybe they play a little more loose and freer at this point, um, knowing that, that like whatever happens happens. And I think the key for Game Five is that they have to get out to an early lead, like they did in Game Three. If you go up two nothing, three nothing on Carolina, that's not really a team built to come back from uh, big deficits. Um, so you have to start sharp. You have to make them chase the Which game. Which was so disappointing because Freddie looked so shaky and they he just couldn't awful. get any yeah. decent opportunities. Because yeah. that one, like that innocuous blocker, like that almost the, trickled in the net if someone was just charging the net. Yeah, on that dump in. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Like he, he looked terrible was, yesterday. And yeah. we, were, we had the Freddie chance going. We had him. I felt like I started one. Probably not. But... <laughs> We had it. We had him on the verge of cracking. Like he was, and we just got no opportunities. Yeah, if they None. had made if they had made Freddie crack yesterday, I think, and they won the game, I think that would have been series over because then Freddie's confidence was sh shot. But now he goes into Game Five having only given up one goal, um, so he's probably feeling a little better about himself. But if you test Freddie early in Game Five um, and get like two, I'm still not convinced he's solidified. Like I'm not just convinced of it either which is why they have to they really need to bring it early in game five like they need to grab the game by the scruff of its neck and put some shots on net this was the same problem in the rangers series too though they're getting too cute they need to go back to the bread and butter of just getting pucks on net you know this season when they were dominating they were putting up 40 shots a game yeah i I agree 100%. Like, test Freddy. Like, he doesn't look comfortable. Um, he's given up juicy-ass rebounds, too. The goals he's given up are soft. Um, he's not given up many goals, but the ones he does give up have been soft. Um, Can we confirm, did Jack really touch that goal? Yeah, he did. It went off his leg. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Jack, I was pumped for Timo. Like, I, yeah, I was pumped yeah. for Timo. I mean, it's nice he's still got the primary assist, but um, yeah, that definitely went off Jack's leg. Um, so yeah, test six it. playoff goals. Yeah, for Jack, yeah, no, Jack's had he's been pretty good this postseason. People really are talking. Complaints. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't have to, I don't have too many complaints about Jack's play <laughs> this postseason. And you know, if he gets on the board early in Game Five, I think that'd go a long way for the Devils. Um, trying to bring this back to production. But they can't get a one goal lead. They need like a two goal lead. 
Like, yeah, no, just, no, no. One, just to start. Just one, to start. It has to be like game three. They have to get up to a game, a 2 nothing or a 3 nothing lead. And, and Carolina, with the way they play, they just like to grind the hell out of teams. So, like, if that kind of play, if you're down 3 nothing, it gets tough to come it's back. It's super bit. annoying to play against. It just yeah, though, sucks the energy out of you. It's, yeah, it's not the fun, most fun hockey to watch, that's for sure. But it works for them. That's the way their roster is built. So, um,. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, obviously, you have to go back to 12-6. No more 11-7. Um, I get the fact... Do you drop again. Luke? Do you drop Luke? Yeah, he was pretty terrible in game four. Um, he was on the ice. Oh, here. Extra stat. Extra stat. Ding, 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 ding. He was on ice for four of the six goals. Yeah. He was on ice for four of the six goals. He's trying to... I was just reading Todd's um, piece, uh, takeaways post from that game while we took our little pause there and how like Luke was trying to force... Plays that were, I mean, it wasn't just him, obviously, but he was trying to force plays that weren't there. Um, really looked not as, um, he looked great in game three, and his playoff debut was definitely not the same. Uh, yesterday, I think if Ryan Graves is healthy, you got to play him. I know he's not had a great postseason at this point, but uh, you got to get him back in there. 12 6, Brendan Smith probably comes out. I'm Talk about go- someone that's not afraid to shoot the puck, Ryan Graves. Yeah, which, you know, I mean, if it gets through, that's great, but the shots don't always get through. So um, Fair enough, but shots have been had. Yeah, and so it gives you another shooting threat on the blue line. So, yeah, for sure, if he can play, get him back in there. I think Brandon Smith had a really bad game four. Yeah, right, I'm losing track. Yeah, like, listen, yeah. you struck gold once, like, with that game three performance from that, like, 11-7, but you got to be smart enough to make adjustments from game to game and not just – that's what killed me the most. Is like we're doing this again. I know this isn't going to work. Yeah, and of course, Brendan Moore. I mean, he's too good a coach not to adjust. Exactly. Him, so. Yeah, um, like I mean, sure. If you wanted to bring back Luke and just play him as a third pair, fine, do it. But don't have this eleven-seven stuff. Yeah. And then you know, and then la- and then this double shifting of the third line. Traditionally, throughout the season, our third line's been a great four-checking line that's generated a lot of offense. That's not going to happen with this lack of continuity or you're putting you know jack hughes there where he's that's not what he does yeah no i i agree i mean and he's playing with tatar and hala on like the third line which is whatever i guess but yeah i think you need that's to find a, a better potato fit. line just put boquist there or sharon govich if you want i mean talk about shooting the puck i mean yeah. i think he's got to draw in i think you have to bring both boquist and sharon govich in if you can uh, i think i mean who are you sitting then? I think you I think you have to sit Tatar. Uh, Tatar has been a ghost in the playoffs. He had a really bad game yesterday too. Um I'm probably taking Tatar out um to be honest and your it's third bold, line. It's a bold call that you know is not going to happen. Uh yeah, probably not going to happen. I mean he was skating this morning which I found interesting. There was a little bit of a light skate and you I don't know how much that says into whether he'll play or not in game 5, but I would probably take him out to be honest be interesting we won't know until um the morning skate line rushes if they do line rushes but i think he's he's probably a good pet candidate to get healthy scratch at this point he had, obviously he had the big goal in game seven of the rangers series but he hasn't really done anything else um and that's kind of a thing with him in the playoffs now i think he has like seven points or no, not seven points he has like 13 points in his career in like 50 career playoff games so I think he's um, – you put Sharon Govich and Bokus, then you get a little more speed in there. Bokus is a good defensive forward, four checks pretty well. Sharon Govich, you don't really know what you're going to get from him, but he's got the shot. Um, so if you can – Well, I mean, do you, I mean, do you just bring in Lazard and bump McLeod up to the third line again? Yeah, you could do that too. You have like a third line of Sharon Govich, Bokus, and McLeod, and then you do um, Wood, Lazard, Bastion. You know, I'll think about this a little more thoroughly when I'm putting the preview together later tonight. Um but, um, well, I mean, if we, if we know Lindy, if we know Lindy at all, you know the blender's coming out. Yeah, I think so. Blender wise, like, I'm not really sure what you go if you take the tar out. Um, <coughs> be interesting to see you go what line combinations you go with. I would probably go with Meyer, Mercer, and Nico on the first line, and then, I mean, you could do Brat, you could do Brat Meyer and Hughes as well. But I would probably lean Palat Hughes and Brat in that situation. And then your third line could be like Sharon Govich, McLeod, Boquist. That's probably what I'd be leaning to. Um, so hold point. on, where, where's Hala? Oh, right. Oh, right. I'm forgetting there. You see, that's why I haven't – when I'm doing the preview, I'll think this out more thoroughly. So 
Um, yeah, you could have Hollow in that third. You're not taking him. I mean, he, it's yeah, no, not of course not. Like... Hollow's been like their most productive player this postseason. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'll think about this when I'm doing the preview tonight. But I think Tatar. I mean, he's brought nothing this postseason, so I think you have to consider scratching him. Fine by me. Sit him down. Yeah. Put him you have on. To do ice. What you have to do to to keep your season alive, and if that means making some hard decisions, you know, you got to do it. <laughs> I wish people could hear these sound effects. <laughs> Put him on ice. <laughs> uh, oh, oh wow we're going wild here um all right anything else before the preview do you have faith is is it coming yeah. back to the rock yeah i don't know if it's coming back to the rock but i think they're gonna play pretty well in game five uh Someone has to make saves for them. I'm assuming it'll be Akira Schmid, and I have more confidence in Akira Schmid to make saves than from from the <laughs> other three goaltenders that they have. So um, if they get some saves from Schmid, I think they'll get their chances at 5-on-5 five five this game. I think they're going to bring it. We'll see what the line blender brings from Lindy Ruff. There's definitely going to be changes for sure. Um, I still have the faith. Like The season's not over. We've seen that when they've played poorly, they've bounced back. Optimism I love, Alex. You've just yeah. turned my mood around. I am yeah. ready to go for game five. <laughs> yeah, I'll be pumped for it too. Like I'm not giving up on this I team. I was a like, sad puppy today. Yeah, they, yeah I, the tone when we even before we started recording and I saw your face, I'm like, oh man, this guy's having a rough day. So, um, But yeah, I, I keep the faith. I mean, this team has been resilient all season long. I don't think they're going to just like you know, keel over here and lose another game 5-1. I mean, I guess that's possible with the way the series has gone, but that's not what I'm expecting. No, they're coming out. They're fighting. They're swinging. They're not. They're going to lose tomorrow. It's not It's not going to be a route. I'm convinced. Yeah, I think it'll be a close game. Yeah. But they're going to win. Yeah, I think they're going to win too, and then we'll see what happens in game six. But uh, definitely need some changes, that's for sure. Hey, Joe, in Huntington Beach, put the house on it. All right. Um... Anything else? Uh, no, I think that covers it. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll still be able to talk about some games here when we record on the weekend, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, I'm confident. I'm confident. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling this. good at the moment. Yeah, they're gonna turn it around. They got. They got some. They got some gusto. This team's got some gusto. Yeah. They're a team. They don't know any better. So. Let's hope. Yeah. Let's get those rebels back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, with that being said, thanks guys for listening, and that's a wrap on episode 31. Let's go, Devils. Let's go, Devils.